Welcome to Vets Beyond the Uniform, a weekly podcast that focuses on helping veterans successfully find and integrate into new careers after leaving the military service. Listen in as our hosts and guest experts share key insights on the successful programs helping veterans to enter and thrive in the civilian workforce. For more information after the program, please visit us at VetsBeyondTheUniform.com. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to the Vets Beyond the Uniform podcast. I am Mally Mancia, and joining me today from Vets Beyond the Uniform, I have Paul Savalani, Dave Beadle, and Bill Lober. On today's show, we will be talking with Jenny Boyles, Freedom Makers Success Manager and Marketing Director. Welcome, everyone. Great to be here. Hi, Happy Jenny. Pleasure to be here. Welcome. Well, Great to have you. I hear Paul even. There we go. We're good. All right. Well, <laughs> hey, Jenny, it's a pleasure to have you on the show today. And uh, we're, we're, we're talking about the organization that you're part of it's called Freedom Makers. So tell us a little bit about that. What, what is it? What do they do? How did they come about? Sure. Uh, so Freedom Makers is a virtual assistant company. Um, we uh, are searching for military spouses and veterans. Uh, we, our, our mission is to find meaningful, flexible work um, for military spouses and veterans alike. And we support small businesses um, and entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, um, with this remote support. Our founder um, is Laura Renner, and she founded us in 2015 after she herself served active duty in the Air Force um, and currently still serves in the reserves. Uh, but she went on to get her MBA and learned a lot about entrepreneurism and small businesses and virtual work, essentially helping you know those types of businesses. So she married the two ideas of uh, the challenge uh, military spouses have and veterans have with finding meaningful work that can transfer between duty stations and this need for um, uh, administrative support for small businesses. So she married the two and created Freedom Makers. Great. Yeah, you bring up a big point there. It is, what is what is like the number one challenge that military spouses have with finding meaningful employment? And why is that different from the veteran experience? Oh, well, I think for the military spouses, you know, um, I know for myself, I was kind of in my dream job in, in Washington, D.C., and I met my spouse, and um, I thought, okay, well, I'll be able to find a position even though we're moving. You know, I met him in D.C., and we moved to Arizona after, and I wasn't able to find a position so much in my field. I, I went on to become a teacher, emergency certified, um, and then we moved a year and a half later um, to Kansas um, to Leavenworth, Kansas for one year. And it just wasn't worth finding a job for just one year, you know. So um, the, the PCS moves that happen frequently, it's just hard to, to continuously put in your resume and then have to tell them that you're leaving. Um, so I, I eventually just stopped and kind of became a full-time volunteer and stay-at-home mom because I just couldn't uh, take my career with me. Um, Freedom Makers offers, you know, these, these virtual work opportunities. So really you can be anywhere, even overseas, and still serve your clients. Um, you know, veterans, I think, have have challenges as well, but I think they're a little bit different because if you're a veteran, you're probably out and maybe more settled. Um, but I know from a military spouse, you know, you are part of the military, so, you, so you've got to have something that can move with you. 
Yeah, I think that that is the big the big challenge. And the other people we've talked to, um, military spouses, the other the other issues that they run across is if particularly they're in a profession that requires any kind of licensure or certification, oftentimes those don't transfer mm-hmm. from state to state. Uh, we've run into a couple of of attorneys, and the process to get the uh, the bar exam in, in any given state they might move to is sometimes a two year process and. Like you said, you're you're PCSing already by that point in time. Um, yeah, and your story. We talked exactly. a little bit about your story. Um, you know, how did you come across Freedom Makers when when you were uh, looking for something different? Like you said, you spent a good bunch of time as a stay-at-home mom. You kind of did that. What prompted you to to look at the virtual assistant thing yourself? So my husband retired in 2016, and he you know looked at me and said, "Okay, the world's your oyster." And I thought, oh, my goodness, you know, I don't know what skills I have. Um, I did visit um, a base, the base employment office before we left out in Miramar and um, had this wizard create this wonderful resume for me where he translated my volunteer experience um, into kind of work experience, which was really, was really beneficial for me. And then when we moved um, to our final, you know, destination of where we were going to settle, I, I just started reaching out. I, we had a landlord who was a military spouse, and she was a virtual assistant. And whenever uh, she would communicate with me, it was in her signature line. And for years, it stuck in my head, like, what is a virtual assistant? I, I, I don't know what that is, but I know she's a Marine Corps spouse, just like I am. So, one day, um, you know, she was in South Carolina, and that's where we live right now. I just texted her out of the blue and said, hey, would you like to go to lunch? I'd love to learn more about being a virtual assistant. And, wow, she, we went to lunch. I remember it clear as day, and she gave me lots of information about what a virtual assistant is, but then also connected me with Laura because through her circles of military um you know, networking and whatever, she knew Laura and she knew about Freedom Makers. So she, she essentially connected me. So I owe it to her. <laughs> awesome. So uh, for, for folks in our audience who might not know what a virtual assistant does, and I, I, when I first came across the term about a year or so ago, I had no idea what it was either. Tell us a little bit more about the kinds of things um, somebody would do as a Freedom Makers virtual assistant. So as a virtual assistant, you can you can have a niche. You could be a legal virtual assistant. You could be a real estate virtual assistant. The big thing is that um, most likely you're a 1099, an independent contractor, who um, you you decide you know what kind of work you're going to do. For me, I knew that I was going to be uh, an administrative virtual assistant, so I was going to help people with their social media management, their um, calendaring, email management, research. Um, I, you know, eventually got into helping uh, onboard clients for for different businesses and nurturing those clients. Um, so really, it, there's a lot of different avenues a virtual assistant can take, but the, the main thing is that you, you do work for yourself. Um, you can work for an agency like Freedom Makers, or there are other agencies out there, but all of our Freedom Makers at um, – you know, at Freedom Makers are 1099s. So they get to decide who they work for, how many hours they work per week. Um, and, again, the big key thing is it's all done virtually. So you really need to have a, a good computer, a good Wi-Fi connection, a cell phone, and a good set of headphones, really, so you don't drive your family crazy when they're home. Uh, Jenny, this is Paul. Hopefully you guys can all hear me now. I'm, I'm, I'm coming in live, which is great. Thank you again for being on the show. And what you guys do is totally awesome. I mean, it's fantastic. As you know, my past history as a commanding nine in the Navy, I saw a lot of issues that always affected the military families. And that was, of course, we know finances. Um, and and mm-hmm. having 
everybody in the house having the ability to be employed solves some of those disruptors that the families have. And, of course, spouses, as we all know, as you guys have talked about already, they make some significant sacrifices when they when they join um, the military as a spouse, as we already talked about. I can give you an example. Is my granddaughter um, was going to school, education in the East Coast, married her home or high school sweetheart. He joined the Marine Corps. She uprooted, came out to California. She had to stop her degree in, in legal. She had to do a whole bunch of things. Became a stay-at-home mom. And she was desperately searching to find some type of an avenue that she could enhance her skills, bring in revenue into the house, bring in finances, and help kind of ease things up. So what you guys do is fantastic. Um, You addressed it a little bit, but um, what do people need when they want to work virtually? I mean, do you provide them with computers if they don't have it? Do you provide them with a software like Word, Office, PowerPoint? What are some of the supporting um, tools and processes you, you guys provide spouses that come into the program? Um, so, like I said earlier, everybody is a 1099, so they're an independent contractor. So when they onboard with us, um, I do, through the vetting process of them joining our Freedom Maker community, I do ask them, do you have a working computer that has a camera? Because obviously with COVID and everything, Zooms became, you know, super important. Um, we've, at Freedom Makers, we've been Zooming since, you know, the beginning. But um, so we make sure that they have a computer, that they have a, you know, a good cell phone. Usually that's a no-brainer nowadays, but we do make sure that they've got a, you know, a smartphone then um, that they have a strong Wi-Fi. You'd be surprised. I actually had one person tell me um, I didn't ask them during the vetting process, and they got on a client call and said they didn't have Wi-Fi, which I didn't know didn't exist. But anyway, it's important that they have Wi-Fi. And if you have those things and a private space in your home, you know, someplace that you can actually set up a workstation. I mean, if you work best at the kitchen table, then that's a great place. Um, I set up an office, and I can close the doors and um, and, and just do my work privately. But as far as online programs, really um, it's best to have um, Adobe Acrobat. It's best to have the Microsoft Office, um, you know, a Google Suite. Um, But when you start working with a client, many times they're going to give you an email, which is going to give you access to Microsoft 365 and, you know, another Google Suite. Um, But, you know, you're going to need to have the familiarity with all these online uh, programs. We at Freedom Makers, um, though we don't give you the tangible equipment, we do provide training. Um, so every month, the last Friday of every month, I put on um, a, a training on a different subject. Sometimes it's on CRMs. Sometimes it's on how to have a great client call, three tips, you know. And we spend an hour all together on Zoom, and we just try to train. And I'll tell you, the people that attend those, we have about 20 to 30 people that attend every month, and those are the Freedom Makers that have work because they're they're learning the skills. They may come they come to us, some of them come to us with having been a virtual assistant, some of them come to us having worked virtually, and some of them are like me, who have had a career gap but want to do this. And so we're here to help them, we're here to train them as much as we can. We can't force them because they're not our employees, but we do give them those training opportunities. Great, thank you. Uh, hey Jenny, this is this is Bill. I'm part of the staff here as well. Good to meet you, and thanks for joining us today. Hey Bill, sure thing. Uh, I had a I had a question on the military spouses while they're um, with their spouse and they're active duty. 
Um, what kind of skills do they generally bring into the workforce by virtue of their volunteer or by the fact that they're managing a very complicated family relationship overseas, et cetera? What kind of soft and hard skills do they bring into the job market? Could you share with us on that a little bit? Yeah, that's a great question because, like I said, I really felt, oh, I don't think I have any skills anymore. You know, I had been 15 years away from, from a paycheck, and um, I went to that uh, that person on base, and, you know, he listened to me. He listened that, you know, I was the key volunteer spouse, and then I was the family readiness spouse, and then I was the scout leader, and then I was the treasurer for the Girl Scouts, and, you know, all those things that I had done over the years um, that I wasn't sitting idle, you know, and that I, I was out using communication skills. I was researching every single time you go to a new duty station, it's not like the Marine Corps hands your children orders or you as a spouse orders on who to go to a doctor, where to go to school, what soccer team to go on. Those are all, you know, things that you have to research and find, let alone finding a house, you know, and negotiating deals with that. So I think it's really important um, that person at Miramar helped me um, parse out my skills, you know, that I was a good communicator, that I um, was, you know, an effective listener, a good researcher, and I had those types of skills. So when I get on the calls with um, people who want to be freedom makers, you know, they'll say to me, well, I've had a career gap. And, you know, I say, no, let's focus on, you know, what you do, what you have done, what volunteer, you know, oh, I've led the scouts. Well, the, the scouts is a great organization. Let's talk about what you did for the scouts. And did you send emails? Did you keep up with the Facebook page? And um, so we really try to parse out what they've done. We, we don't use resumes at um, Freedom Makers. We don't want a resume. We ignore them if someone gives them to us when they're interested in working with us. We use profiles. So that just really highlights your experience and your skills. It doesn't highlight your work past. It doesn't highlight career gaps. Um, so that's really important to us. That's, that's great. I'm glad to hear your attitude on uh, resumes. Uh, I'm, I'm a believer that resumes are not that important either other than you have to have one. And uh, mm -hmm. for someone that has a significant gap in their work history or a erratic work history, a resume is not going to be your friend because it's going to highlight the fact that you don't have experience or you hadn't for years. So I really like the idea of a profile. Mm -hmm. Do you, mm -hmm. uh, for sure, I, yeah. I understand if a, if a mill spouse would be lucky enough to find your organization, I assume you have relationships with employers that um, hire virtual assistants and other types of work. But if you're, just someone on your own and they haven't connected with you, are virtual assistant jobs posted like on LinkedIn and on Monster and Indeed? Is that a job title that someone could pull up and look and see what, what's required? It is, especially um, especially since COVID. You know, the world obviously changed 15 months ago. Um, but, yes, I, you know, I just because I've ramped up my LinkedIn page in the past five years and um, – I get lots of messages about all sorts of different things from the networking I've done independently um, of Freedom Makers. Lots of virtual assistant positions are out there, um, mm. and, and even more so now. You know, it is. Um, it used to be when I would say I'm a virtual assistant to people, they would always think of AI, you know, like technology, like robots and stuff. And right. Right. No, you know, no, it's me. But now when I say it, everybody seems to understand it a little bit better. So um, I do think it's more um, it's more commonplace. And, and you can find a lot of times people will use like remote positions um, that, you know, uh, which is 
you know, a, a position that is, you know, is a job that is remote, you know, it's kind of becoming interchangeable. But the great thing about a virtual assistant, I think that kind of is different is you can have a bunch of different clients. Um, at one point, I had a mixture of 12 clients that were personal that I had networked on my own and then through Freedom Makers. So wow. I think a virtual assistant, you kind of, you're a business unto yourself. And I managed to get those 12 clients into a 40-hour work week. And it's a bit of a puzzle um, to do that, but it's possible. Well, well, that's a skill in itself, the fact that you were able to manage your time to that degree. So somehow that that would get on someone's profile, I would assume, um, to, to prove to a yeah. potential hiring company that you're able to manage many, many priorities, not just family, but multiple clients. So. Go ahead, Jenny. Go ahead. Sorry. Well, I was just going to say we teach, one of the things we train our freedom makers on is time blocking. So if they want to add more than one client, they're able to do it. So we teach them that, you know, you're going to take 9 to 11 on a day and, and, and do email transactions. And then, you know, so time blocking is a, is a great tool for a virtual assistant to have. Yeah, sounds like it. Uh, I had one more question, but I didn't want to take the – any time away from Dave or Mally or Paul, any do you guys want to jump in here? Or I got one more. Dave, go ahead. Go ahead. I I, yep. Bill, go ahead and ask your next question, and then I'll take it after that. Go ahead. Okay. I just wanted to ask Jenny, um, what what have been what's the major obstacle or challenges that male spouses face when they're looking for work? Um, if you could just real briefly, what what is the major thing other than probably having a opinion that they have a work history gap and they're unemployable. But beyond that, what is, what are the big challenges that they face? Um, yeah, I think beyond that, you know, and I didn't cover this earlier. I'm glad you circled back to this is that there is a certain amount of stress and uncertainty um, with military life. Um, you know, your husband or your wife deploys and um, you, you know, we've, we've all kind of dealt with that to a certain degree and, you know, they, they don't come home on the date, that is supposed to be. It's always a hurry up and wait thing. So there's that certain level of stress and uh, uncertainty that, that we as a company are definitely very, we give a lot of grace on that. We'll have freedom makers that, you know, are going to be on a client call and they'll call us two days ahead and they're like, my husband's now coming home then. And we're like, okay, got it. Um, and we really encourage them to be very transparent. That's one of our guiding principles with our clients because our clients love our mission. A lot of them are veteran-owned businesses. A lot of them come to us because they love that we're supporting military spouses. So they understand that, that these military families, are go they have a different circumstance. You know, when they send their spouse off, it's not like they get on a commercial flight and they go stay in a Hyatt and come home. You know, they're going to dangerous places. They don't know when they're coming home. Um, so we just we just tell them when they come on and we start working with the client, we're like just be, just tell your client that your husband's TAD or just tell them that he's home for for three days and this is your time to spend with them. Just be transparent because um, you can't always be that way in, in jobs and everybody will understand that. You know, it's just a different lifestyle. Yeah, I, I really love that about your organization. That's just that's a brilliant strategy. I'm glad you you uh, live that too. And don't just say it. You walk the talk. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Back to you, Mally. Great. Thank you, Bill. Hey, Jenny, this is Mally. So 
with all your veteran, uh, pardon me, military spouses coming into the program, tell us a little bit how you have to hustle to find clients and positions for these um, military spouses. Um, so the great thing, so I also, I do the marketing and um, I do some sales for, for the company. And the great thing is we have a wonderful referral network. Um, we uh, we have a lot of clients that are, have been very happy with us. And so they just so kindly refer us. So um, probably I would say seven times out of 10 when we are talking to a potential client on the phone, they've been referred from another client. Um, we do do social media marketing and you know, um, a lot of different um, appearances. Laura is um, a great speaker, and so when we when we were out and doing more in person um, engagements, we would she would go to um, conferences and um, talk about our services and and how they can really help small businesses. So that was a great way um, to find clients. But I would just say number one is that we have great clients that refer us, um, and there's some trust there that you know if you, if your friend or your colleague trust us, then it must, you know, it must be a good, a good thing. So that's really uh, a majority of how our clients come in. Awesome. Thanks. Um, and as for your um, military spouse is in your population working as your virtual assistants, do you have a breakdown about what percentage are male versus females? Um, so uh, it's funny, every once in a while I can say we're 100% female, and, but right now we have, I think, two male virtual assistants um, in our community, not very active. Um, so uh, for the most part, we're, we're really a female-run um, business because the two males we have are not active. They do not have clients, um, and they haven't shown up. Because you're an independent contractor, you can stay in our community and um, – unless you ask to be removed from our email distribution list. Um, but if you're not active, and, you know, we consider active meaning you have a client, you attend trainings. Um, we have a Facebook community page, which is private, and a group page, and, and they don't pop up too much on there. But, hey, when they're ready, we're ready for them. So we're here. Great. Thanks. Um well, now, taking a look here at your business model and with your virtual assistants, how do how does that work into the process on how they get paid? Um, so it's so great. When I started with uh, in 2016 with Freedom Makers, we were a much smaller company. We used the um, Google spreadsheet. We would track our hours. We'd send email those in to submit them on the um the first and the 15th and the last day of the month, actually, the 15th and the last day of the month, and then we would get paid. Now we've come a long way. We have um, a portal, a client um, Freedom Maker portal called Ivy, and um, it is where our timesheets are kept. So our Freedom Makers go into this portal. In real time, they're going to put in their time. So when they start working for their client, they're going to press go. So at any time, a client can go into Ivy and see what their Freedom Maker is doing. They can see the description, um, what they're doing, and how much time it's taking. The um, client is able to add more hours to to pay for their Freedom Maker. And at the end of the uh, pay period, which is the 15th and the last day of the month, we just just send out a reminder to the Freedom Makers, make sure all of your hours are up to date. And then um, we process their payroll, and they get paid um, a couple days after the 15th and the first of the – pretty much the first of the month. Um, so as a freedom maker and as a virtual assistant, we take care of the marketing, we find the clients for them, 
and um, we take care of their payments. So they don't have to submit the clunky um, Google spreadsheet that, that I did years ago. <laughs> That's great. It sounds like you guys have an awesome system in place. So can you tell us a little bit about what we can do as a community to help support your organization? Um, I think just getting the word out, you know, um, we are a business, you know, sometimes people say, oh, you must be a great nonprofit. We are a business. We're, we're in the business of helping military spouses find work. So the best thing that people can do for us is we are always looking for virtual assistance. We are always looking for military spouses and veterans that are interested in virtual work. If they want to launch a virtual assistant career, we're here for them. We, we have clients. We send out four to five opportunities a week. We have the clients. We also have some training, um, and, you know, we're here to help them. So we're, you know, getting the word out about joining us, um, joining our community. And then also if you are know a small business owner that, you know, has a to-do list that keeps them up at night, they need help with sending out their emails, they need help with um, keeping up with their social media you know, tell them about Freedom Makers because um, we have all sorts of research about how we save these small businesses money instead of hiring somebody who's part-time, uh, you know, and paying them to sit at their desk. You know, you only pay people, you only pay a Freedom Maker for what they work for you. So that could be 13 minutes a day, you know, instead of an hour a day or four hours a day. So um, just, you know, just telling people about us is, is what you can do. That's fantastic. So, Dave, you have a question? Yeah, just to kind of to wrap us up, we're, we're getting close to the end of the time here. But, Jenny, you told us a little bit about your story. Can you share with us maybe one or two other success stories about how Freedom Makers has really made a difference uh, for military spouses? Um, yeah, I, you know, my favorite thing is is when I, I – because I get to start with the Freedom Makers, so I bring them on. I go through their onboarding. I do their finer, final interview to get them into the um, community. And then I also get to see, as the opportunities go out, I'm, I get to review their profile, see if they're a right fit for a client. Um, and then I also get to check up on them and see how they're doing with a client. And um, we brought on this Freedom Maker – in March, and her name is Summer, and um, I, I had her final call with her. Um, it was a it was a Wednesday morning. I had my final call with her, and I was like, "Okay, Summer, you've got a lot to learn. I like your attitude. I like your enthusiasm. So, you know, my recommendation is you come to our trainings. You know, you you exude confidence, and you just keep learning. And I think you'll have success." Well, she showed up at our training that day. She came to the you know two hours later. She showed up at the training. She's been at every training since, and she landed her first client in May. And, um, you know, I get to check in on what we do. We check in the first week with the client, the third week with the client. And the feedback she's giving me is awesome. You know, she's asking great comments on our um, Facebook page. Um, her client has given us positive feedback on her. And that's a great success story because, you know, she's she's put the work in. She's She's using our community. She's... Um, you know, she's trying to stretch herself, and it's successful. She didn't get a, you know, she had a couple client calls that she didn't get picked, but she did get picked on the third one. And um, so that's a, a great success story just to see that happen. And then on the flip side, we have a client who loves us so much out in uh, San Francisco that we actually, we're her whole office. Uh, she's an attorney, oh, really? and she's hired three Freedom Makers, and the Freedom Makers basically run her office. 
Um, so she's always, I laugh because I'm like, oh, she's back. She wants another, you know, she keeps coming back for more because she likes our system. So um, those are two success stories that, you know, that make my day. And, um, you know, I just, I just love to see because I know that if Laura, you know, she took a chance on me, um, you know, five years ago. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just so glad she did. So I try to do that for others when they come into the community. That's a, that's a great story, and I think you, you summed it up there right at the end. It's it's that willingness to take a chance, and when we're talking with uh, veterans and we're talking with employers and, and anybody who's associated with the, the military community, oftentimes that is the first thing that needs to happen. Somebody needs to be willing to take a chance and say, okay, I see value here. Maybe i got some, some questions or concerns, but I'm going to take that chance, and, and we're so we're so fortunate to have organizations like freedom makers that are out there doing something tangible for the, for the military spouses. And uh, yeah, the other question I'd have is just, um, how many freedom makers currently do you have in your system? How many folks are you actually uh, working, working with? So in our community, I was just looking through, um, cause I go through and kind of uh, do an audit every once in a while. We have 150 active freedom makers. Um, but okay. So 150 on our email distribution list because, and active freedom makers, we have about 75. So um, those other 75 either haven't, you know, either they can, you know, are new to the community. We have brought on about 30 freedom makers in the past three months. Um, so they're still trying to get their, you know, get themselves together and what this is all about. Um, or some of them, you know, some people move to Japan for three years, and it's hard, you know, to to work for a client in the U.S. It's not impossible. So they might be dormant for a little while. So um, we're all that's why we're just constantly looking for free, virtual assistants that want to work um, military spouses. Fantastic. Great. Thank you, Jenny. So how can mm-hmm. military spouses and organization contact your organizations for more information about Freedom Makers? They can go to our website, which is freedommakers.com, and there's a tab at the top uh, called Join Our Team. Wonderful. Thank you for that information, Jenny, and thank you for being a guest on our show. As always, thank you to our hosts, Paul, Dave, and Bill, for another wonderful show. All links and contact information for Freedom Makers will be posted in the show description. As always, please feel free to check us out at vetsbeyondtheuniform.com, or if you have any questions, we can be reached at training at vetsbeyondtheuniform.com. Thank you again for tuning in and listening, and have a wonderful day, everyone. Everybody be safe. Thank you, Jenny. Bye. Thank you.